Oh, long gone. Okay. <laughs> How long gone? Live from one of the weirdest rooms I've ever been in, in a Tuscan villa. It has a um, kind of 2013 style cuddle puddle TP. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, it's um, it's an AAPI yurt. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a native. Actually, them jeans is like 15% Native American. So, and I don't take advantage of that. So you could sit in there. I can't sit in there. I went. I went to USC and I paid out of my own pocket. I didn't get any help from. No. no yeah. No sponsorships. No scholarships. No. Native I like calling funds. a scholarship a sponsorship. That's a better way to put it. I mean, a spot. What is a sponsorship if not a scholarship for scholars? That, yeah. I, when I think of sponsorship, I think of scholars. That's what I. That's the first. Yeah. Thing I'm sitting comes to next mind. to a tent. Yeah. So we're. Uh, first of all, apologize if there's a reverberated echo. We are in a giant room, basement of. Uh, it's a villa. We're in a cavernous basement. A villa room. is like a big house. We're in. We're in like a little a, a little playpen. For, and I said to Jason, this room is meant to appeal to children or drunk adults by the furnishings. Yeah, it's uh, it's there's just weird furnishings. It's it, you know what it looks like. It looks like a green room in Burning Man. Wow, great description. Yeah, because there is some rattan furniture as well as the TP, as well as some other sort of kind of medieval style looking torture area. Yeah, like we were, we were just yeah. If when DJ Python plays an event <laughs> in like Chile, this is it. And then like the weird intern has to set up the backstage area to like be cool and diferente. This is what happens. <laughs> it, tr but it is honestly though. Looking around, I'm like, what like where did you find this some of the, like these tables these low tables like where did you find that what is that made of how did you get six of them it's it's a it's like a natural history museum but mm. uh, but it's also like kind of nice like it's, it's a natural shitty. history museum if it was if it was like a um world market kind of vibe uh, cost plus yeah, world yeah. Market. Cost, plus, cost plus world market is the is the interior designer yeah so we're we're here in italy in toscana i am i'm getting married in four hours and for some reason now is when i do podcast jason's been stressed out and i actually think that doing this podcast is going to help kind of relieve tensions this is my clarity. This is my therapy. This is what I needed to do to get into the right mindset. I've been in DJ mode for the last week or two. So yeah, because we've talked about this on the show about oh your geni your genius idea to make a your a mix for your own wedding that's four hours long. I can't DJ my own wedding, and I can't afford a, a DJ. I was telling my mom this. She's like. She was looking at me on the laptop, just like stressing out. Like I have to change the EQ on this yeah. myth song because it blah blah blah. And she's like, "Do you think you should have hired a DJ to do this instead of yourself?" And I was like, "Do you have fifty thousand dollars <laughs> to pay for it? Because that's how much a DJ better than me is going to cost." And she's like, "Oh, Jason, you're so crazy." Anyway, see you later. You are so crazy. I do think that this may have. I think you may have bitten off more than you could chew, but you did finish it at the last minute. And I, I watched the completion. I heard a little preview. Like you said before, TJ gets it done. It ain't pretty. All everyone, no one's happy about it. All the hearts are broken. Everything sucks. <laughs> TJ but, do get it done. But I, I did get it done. Do you feel like that you ha have all of kind of the music represented that you want 
to kind of encapsulate not only yourself and your partner, but your relationship. Them jeans, this is your life. MP3. Is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. I one feel like for you, you one for them, one for everyone. I feel like you weren't able to add in maybe some of the more electronic elements because no one actually wants that. Is that fair? That's not fair. Okay. That <laughs> electronic elements are added. Okay. There's like, multiple movements. Okay, so we're going through all of the genres. Kind of, it's going to be a trip through genres. It's music for old people. Mm-hmm. It's music for young people. Mm-hmm. Music for white people. Music for people of color. They're th- all rolled into one. Well, actually, all rolled into two files because the mix is so long that I had to separate it in two files. Thanks, Ableton. Wow, Ableton put a governor on you. Even if I export it and bounce it as an MP3, sorry, ladies. I'm talking. I'm talking shop right now. But yeah, it, it was just so long. It, it wouldn't. What she wouldn't take. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro. Get your mind out of the gutter. Yeah. Uh, more than the tip, but not the whole thing. Yeah, we're. I've been in Italy. I got here. We got here on. I mean, we're, we're doing a 72 hour kind of trip. Um, and it is putting kind of a hurting on me, but I was able to um, do a Kirsty Godso Nike Training Club workout in the grass this morning. And a lot of people saw me, which I wasn't super into, but I had to go into a spot that was in the sun for maximum sweat, but also close enough to the house where the Wi-Fi would connect so I could stream the, the workout. Oh, geez. So unfortunately, it was kind of front and center. And I think some of the Italian workmen mm-hmm. on the property um the local boys i think they were driving their tractor and maybe laughing at me a little bit but they also could have been on chub they could have they could have been jealous they might want to go call me by your name mode and i'm not (laughs) i'm not really interested in that with those kind of fellas they're gonna walk they're they're driving their cart by and it's full of like hay and and like leaf blowers and they go godso kirsty godso (laughs) workout numero two body wear only kirsty ciao godso they were feeding the horses, taking peeks at me, doing some spicy ab workouts. Oh, yeah. I saw you were doing some body weight hip thrusters. Yeah, we're doing some hip thrusters at the end of the workout, um, mm-hmm. which I actually have a tough time with sometimes. It lo- my hamstrings get locked up. Yeah. You know? Your, your ipreksors <laughs> do need work. And, all, and mine do, too. Everybody's I'm just saying, everybody. I'm just saying that. But yeah, we're in Italy. The weather's been pretty good. Um, we're in a small town that is full of bad restaurants. Um, oh, really? There's, we went to one restaurant. It was pretty good. We went to two restaurants, and the second one was so bad that it almost negates the first. You guys are just bad at picking. I mean, they're all the, they literally all look the same, and the two that were looked better that had people in them, mm-hmm. were they were fully committed. We're fully committed. My, yeah. I just walk around. I follow my nose like a cartoon. <laughs> So on the way here, where's the peachy? On the way here, I gave my Delta One seat to Alex. So I was in premium, damn select, whatever the the fake Delta One is, where the seat goes back three quarters. Because you're a crown king, you drop this. (laughs) (laughs) And I was sitting between two couples. I was like two me two. (laughs) like three. You know what I mean? Then I'm on like three, then two, but I'm on Mm -hmm. the aisle. So I'm in between these two. I'm in between these two dorky ass couple, both dork ass couples, and they're both kind of playing the worst. Trying, they're like looking at the menu for real. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like really deciding what to eat of this nasty plain food. Like it, like it matters. But you're, but you're not sitting in first class, so the menu is like protein box. No, no, no. Weird premium select Europe has like I don't. It's oh, not. They don't oh, have a Sunday. Select, they don't okay. have a Sunday cart. Uh, but they do have kind of a regular. I, did, I had a Sunday cart. 
but they, they they both keep kind of tr- like not subtly letting the the staff know that it it's their honeymoon oh. you know and they've also done this thing that i love to see because i i've i've done i've made this mistake maybe once in my life and never again they bought some gadgets on amazon that they think is going to help them sleep on the plane <laughs> yeah i did too it's called xanax yeah they know i brought they, it from they, a drug dealer they on, weren't on smart signal. Enough, they weren't smart enough to buy xanax in pasadena they bought some gadgets <laughs> on amazon that kind of like you know like oh if you put this on your face it'll prop your neck up perfectly so that you oh, sleep yeah, the yeah, whole time yeah, yeah, yeah. but the other strange part about these two couples who were really thirsty for free champagne which they would probably give them anyway <laughs> yeah. is that they were both going to italy both males in in the in the couples watching the stanley tucci italian eating food you show. gotta do your homework get in the moon felt like a little last minute to me a little cramming for the exam <laughs> But I was like, I, I mean, if you're if you're going to Italy and you're scrolling through what to watch, and it's like that, that it's it's a big red button saying press me. I disagree. I compared feel like to John Wick Four, I feel like it's on the two on the nose. I wouldn't want to get caught doing that. Is all I'm saying. Interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess it, it is. It is too on the nose. Another. It's a, too cliche. Another to watch trend I've noticed in the travel space. That Stanley I, Tucci come out challenge. We're ready for you whenever. Do Maybe you Andy Cohen knows something. I think Stanley Tucci is, is is he married? I don't know. Maybe. I bet he's married to a woman, and I bet if we looked at that woman, that would reveal if he's straight or gay. He's, I'm pretty positive he's married to a woman, yeah. No, but I'm saying th- that... But, yeah, you could take a look look at the gal and, or we could s- and see, make... check for some stubble on that beard. Could... <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> We no, I wasn't saying that. We'll get got, we'll get Andy Cohen to give her a little an inspection. I'm sure Andy's tried. Um, I'm sure a handful of fellows have Andy's, tried. Andy's gonna put the the stethoscope on, hold it up. <laughs> oh, that heart's ticking. Mm-hmm. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Say goodbye to swiping left on lackluster meals and swipe right for the one brand that will make your taste buds swoon. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef design recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions Speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, I like to chop myself, or quick microwave meals that are assembled in minutes, Home Chef has you and your entire family covered for delicious meals, witty options per week, and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. I'm keto now. Not only is it convenient, but it is also economical. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 Per month on groceries. Mamma mia. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering my listeners, our listeners, 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert faux life at homechef.com slash how long. That's homechef.com slash how long for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash how long must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. How Long Gone is brought to you by Nutrafol. As you know, you know hair thinning is quite complicated. Like your skin, hair is a reflection of your health. 
Uh-oh. And internal factors can impact the way your hair looks, feels, and most importantly, grows. Nutrafol's whole body approach multi-targets underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker, stronger hair. Go ahead, give it a tug. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth suppy with over 1 million people seeking thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with considerably less shedding. Thank God. Take the first step <laughs> to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code how long? All one word. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and stylists and professional stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L. I got RAF on the nut. <laughs> Dot com promo code how long. That's Nutrafol.com promo code how long. Another travel trend that I've seen that I wanted to discuss with you is this I've seen this in New York and I've also seen this here is a new thing where people have decided to not use their phones for maps and they're bringing out the old school You've, no. paper I've seen it a lot in New York a lot in New York a lot and I'm just thinking because I as a person that's like vinyl it, that's what I'm saying though I'm like is this a trend going back to the days where we didn't have this available and we want to focus for living a digital free, yeah. I mean that's why I bought a, ro uh, a watch. Yeah, that's definitely why you bought that watch. Yeah, <laughs> so you could kind of put your leave your phone at home, and when you're picking up dog shit, you know what time it is. Yeah, it's I live my life in airplane mode. I only turn off airplane mode if I'm it's an emergency. Or if it's an emergency, like but, but otherwise seen, the frequencies they mess up my chakra. But it's interesting because I feel like the prices for cellular telephone service while traveling are probably lower than they ever have been. Yeah, for sure. You know. But that the I thought of yeah, buying back in the old like literally back in the old days when I would go international I would just I would just roam the whole time yeah same I'll, I've gotten I'll just never use my phone and now I'll, it's ten dollars a day whatever. Oh, I used to get I would just no I would use it like regular I would just be like I'm gonna pay a stack I would put it in, I would go to another country and be in airplane mode for a week and then if I'm at the hotel then yeah. I would use a Wi-Fi but that's it no I would just I would just blow money to be connected because if I don't well, check course, if I don't that. check my mentions I could crumble. But the, the but the, the the like the thought of pulling out like the map quest printed out directions right it just seems crazy it seems it seems inefficient oh it's it's very inefficient but my point is I don't and think also, it's about money I like to go paperless it doesn't seem very environmental I, I don't yeah much like Natalie Portman's wife you care about the environment <laughs> Natalie Portman's husband you care about the environment mm -hmm. I think it's a I think it's more of a signal mm -hmm. than it is a function. I think they want you to know that they're not using their phone and they're kind of earthing and connecting with the city in a way that maybe we're not. I'm analog. I'm not tethered to my yeah. electronic device. Yeah. I, I mean, but is it really, is it like pulling out the giant folded map, you know, and holding it up yeah. on the middle of Times Square? Like, all right, make a left on Broadway here. Okay. Yeah. No, that's definitely, that. I see it. I'm not exaggerating once a day minimum. I guess we've we've truly come full circle because that's the thing that we talk. I mean, not we, but just every once in a while, you talk about whenever, like when we're driving through Tuscany, and I'm looking at my ways, and I'm like, if if I did not have this, how fucked I would be. And and we're just imagining like, what was it like when you're driving around here in the 50s or the 60s, mm -hmm. and it's just 
you know, 700 single lane winding roads, no signs, no anything. And people would actually get around and you would, and, and Carolyn was like, yeah, you drive, you see a, somebody on the side of the road, you pull over, you mm. ask them for directions, somebody helps you. Can you imagine talking to a stranger not being afraid of getting murdered? I mean, it's it's crazy how it happened. And also, we're old enough to where when we first started driving, oh, we yeah. would have, I would print out the MapQuest. Yeah, print out, printing out MapQuest was a, a big part of my like high school. And printing out the MapQuest was like, you felt like you had, that was, that felt like virtual reality, that felt like like 5g technology like i'm living in the future i hope those MapQuest guys got their little check i mean who do you think they sold MapQuest to yahoo i bet MapQuest is still i bet we could go to MapQuest right now and it probably works the exact same way damn interesting i never even thought yeah we have to support our elders yeah our respect our elders our tech elders but yeah i'm i'm happy to i'm happy to be here i did do kind of an intense trail run yesterday Mm -hmm. and i was tracked I gave myself up to my leader Nargis, one of one of Carolyn's longtime friends, who had a a app that I guess probably some of you more uh, crunchy folks are familiar with that allows you to see the trails, all trails, which everybody seems to know except me because I'm not a narc. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I, I I I've never used it, but I I, I get emails everyone like I'd never heard I'd never heard of it. And everybody looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, why the fuck would I know this? Like, <laughs> I use Google Maps, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm good. But we went onto an Italian trail. And I had to kind of like, I was out of my comfort zone. Okay. It was it was not the kind of running I like to do. It was more of scrambling, you know, with some steep uphill climbs. The elevation was intense. And you they, didn't have the right footwear probably, right? I'm not super mad at my footwear, but I would have preferred to have my District Vision Solomon trail shoes. That would have been Just great. for the grip, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I, I, the thought of like kind of tumbling down a hill is not the best. Oh, that'd be but I, I don't exercise with people because except except Hunter because I hate it, especially running. Like I don't like that. Yeah, awful. But Nargis and I locked in and we did the thing that I see people do so often, like a teenager with their parents. We just both had our AirPods in and we're listening to our own music and running together. How did that feel? It was physically. It was honestly. It was physically hard enough where it was. I think that's the key factor. Yeah. It has to be something where you can't talk yeah well if, you, if you're if you, hiking and 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 you're listening to music you know like walk in griffith park or whatever yeah, yeah you're fine that's psychotic behavior that's psychotic behavior but the, i think but if it, you're running up a hill and you, you can't be like so uh, what what are you guys doing for that's, lunch that's what people but that's the thing when you see people talking on the phone when they're running on the street mm. i'm like you're not running same thing with people who run with dogs you ain't running bro mm, interesting that ain't running no well if your dog is in good shape <laughs> there's a guy who lives in my neighborhood who has runs with two dogs and they're they haul ass they're that's like they're bro, in one two and three i respect it i respect it just like running with a baby carriage i respect it but we can't call that no. it ain't the same no, no, player no. we ain't the same that's the only reason why you don't have kids but i'm feeling that's not the only reason they're nasty but i have some ankle issues today I mean, i'm kids. feeling not issues but i just feel like i worked some muscles that i hadn't worked in a while because mm-hmm. of the elevation up and down i was having to brace using my quads and maybe my ankles which is not good you gonna be able to dance later tonight at the wedding i think i'll be okay <laughs> i mean i don't know this playlist doesn't really sound like it's for me but i don't i mean i don't know what playlist would be for you i don't <laughs> think any playlist is for you are you even saying the, even if you made it it still wouldn't be for you 
<laughs> I made this playlist, but I kind of hate it. That's, I don't know. That's how much of a player hater you are. No, no, I'm not a player hater. But I, I want to talk about the Zaza party we had last night. Yeah, well, we it's it's the welcome. Dinner. Actually, hold on. We should it's talk about we should talk about night one. We went to the local town square mm-hmm. to a uh, mixology lounge. Aperitivo that, that you had found. Jason had had used his his it's tele- like happy hour his, his telephone to find a cool kind of under the radar like kind of I don't know, man. I don't want to call it a speakeasy, but it kind of had that energy. <laughs> mm-hmm. An Italian speakeasy full of young hotties that were wearing trendy clothing. If you know, you know. But it was more like us just sitting out in a square, which was very nice because the weather was great. Mm-hmm. But there was a band. Yeah. And I was kind of like, oh, look at these fucking Italian guys. They're warming up. You know, this is going to be good. And a then, band was a guy with an acoustic guitar and then a guy with a tambourine. And an electric guitar, though. There was acoustic okay. electric. So it was a two-piece outfit. They're warming up a little bit. And we're kind of, you know, I'm like, wait a, wait a second. This sounds familiar. And your brother, who's got great taste in music, unlike you, is like, damn, that's the Verve. And I was like, you're right. It is the Verve. Then they keep sound checking. Horny. And it's Oasis. So I have to approach the bench, obviously, <laughs> and kind of kick the tires on these guys. Mm-hmm. You gave him a, not a red card. You gave him a green card. I gave him a green card. Sir. Said, Go. <laughs> so I walked up to the, the threesome, and I started talking to these guys. And I'm like, what's going on? And then all four of us have Oasis tattoos. <laughs> and we begin to share with each other and bond. We begin this. to kiss. But the singer, the 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 faux Liam, who had the white tambourine behind the back, like full. It's not like they they weren't covering; they were like mimicking cosplay. Yes, exactly. There's only one word for it. And he had a on his bicep. He had "Slide Away," great Oasis song, mm-hmm. in a very bad kind of, of course. cursive font. Mm-hmm. But then pictured with the "Slide Away" uh, text was a. <laughs> A pretty good tattoo version of the uh, Gibson hollow body mm-hmm. British flag yeah. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. that Noel is known to play. And I thought that was a nice touch. The Union Jack Gibson. I think it's a 335. It might be an Epiphone. No. I really think it is. Well, Ep- Epiphone is the broke boy version of Gibson. I know, but I feel like. But it could. It Maybe it is. I feel I like mean, for some reason he like thought that was cooler, you know, and like. I Working actually class. I actually have one of those in my garage right now. I've got an Epiphone Burgundy hollow body 335. Can I, I ask, did someone lose a bet or something? Did you have to take someone's property? This is when I was in my Godspeed You Black Emperor era and I needed both acoustic and, you know, I'm a uh, bigger guy. No, I don't know. I didn't First of all, I didn't know you <laughs> I didn't know you ever had a Godspeed You Black Emperor oh, yeah. era. I mean, we all liked the band. No, we did not. Many people did not. <laughs> I guess the people listening to this podcast might not, but if if for those who aren't familiar with Godspeed You Black Emperor, legendary underground artist, could you kind of give the Cliff's, no- Cliff's notes on their sound? Yeah, they're like a Canadian band that was around when like Sigur Rós was happening. Yeah. And then... And uh, before, that was like big when I was in high school. And Explosions in the Sky. Yeah. And it was, there's like a, a very kind of symphonic orchestral... Mm-hmm brooding indie rock kind of thing going on where there would be it would be a full regular band guitars bass drums but it would have like strings and horns Mm -hmm. and harps and weird found sounds and 
it was like a it was like a big kind of dramatic orchestral soundscape but indie rock vibes and they were really popular for a while like early mid 2000s yeah, i feel like they were i feel like it was kind of like a thinking man's i wear all black kind of band you yeah. know like all, your smartest barista was playing that during his shift <laughs> yeah they but they were doomed to to succeed because you know it was like an 18 piece band or something like that yeah, so they even at their at their peak everyone's making 300 bucks you, a you night think you know? brockhampton would have learned something from godspeed you black emperor <laughs> but i guess i guess they did they weren't paying godspeed attention. walked so brock could break up yeah <laughs> i i think that i didn't know but i guess i didn't know you you tried to make music like them or but and or you were inspired by them so you well, I, I would always play guitar when i was like a teen and i would learn you know just whatever songs that i liked playing and it, i wasn't even into like hardcore but it, it was in it was sort of like post hardcore when i started listening to like portishead and like okay. that type of music more and and then i first started getting into djing kind of through the portishead vibe so that was like basically when portishead came out i was like oh this is like so you were scratching shit. on some friends albums and then yeah. you kind of got into djing so like the guy who would sell us us weed when when we were 19 year old teenagers in in or whatever 18 19 in orange county he would be a dj and he would like scratch and he would be like all right you play drums you play bass you play guitar and we just kind of go and i and i have my guitar i'm like what about wait how about boom how about this and then and then the asian homie's like so you're saying that and then we take a break and hit the bubbler again and be like damn bro we smell when do you should we book studio time soon or how do we want to do it so okay so was this okay so was this before or after did you inspire lincoln park or were you inspired by lincoln park that's the this question. was this was pre-lincoln park and i've never been inspired by lincoln park and vice versa okay i just want i didn't know i just wanted to make sure no, no, no. i wouldn't want to offend you but i you know it's it's they're from a similar kind of background <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. I, I always, I always hated Lincoln Park. Okay, good. I always just want to did, make sure. Still do. I didn't. This is this is pretty good information about you. I didn't know. I mean, I knew yeah. you were a Godspeed fan because I just assumed because I th think we all were. If you had any sort of taste during that period, it was cool. It was also pretty cool to like them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I was kind of on the younger end of it, and I would, yeah, you know, it's like it's music for like people who were like super depressed and like you know crushed up and snorted pills you know mm -hmm. it's kind of like that i know I, I think they're back together i think they're like i think they yeah, play they're shows still playing. they're still playing i wonder if they've wonder no if they've, when we when uh we went to go see the strokes and all and at a festival at in pasadena like six play? months ago it, i was looking at the lineup on, on on the main stage the strokes were playing and then on the second stage godspeed was playing and uh, I, I was doing the looking back and forth meme of like mm -hmm. which one do i go to and then Carolyn, of course, was like, fuck you, we're going to see the strokes. Mm. And then Julian Casablancas gets on the mic and he can see over the crowd of yeah. 50,000 people to stage two. And he's like, hey guys, thanks for watching me. But, you know, if if I was you, I would be watching Godspeed You Black Emperor right now, not me. That's his version of Macklemore sending the text to Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, you the real OG. No, honestly, like, I'm cool, but you should have taken this home. But I, w I mean, if I was Julian Casablancas and my band was playing during Godspeed You Blank Emperor, I would feel embarrassed. Really? Yeah, I'd be, I would be like, I mean, I'm glad I'm making all this money and making all these people happy. But if something, 
you know, if if something is better than you, or I mean, they're not better. It's just different. But if like, I respect you more than I respect me, and and you're doing worse in life. Yeah, you're I struggling, yeah, no, you're and right. I'm doing whatever the fuck I want. There's like a weird feeling going on there. You that's know? that's probably true. I'm sure that yeah, that that makes. I mean, I don't know who built Godspeed You Black Emperor at the same time as the Strokes, but. There's, you know, when you have 50 bands on a lineup and you got to divvy it up, it. you know, cuts, cuts got to get made. It, it just is what it is. Damn. I wonder which if, is a fun game to play. I like doing that. That's yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> should try to work at golden voice. I bet it'd go really well for you. They, the offer still on the table for, for you to kind of get a full-time position as, Oh yeah. What, what do you think you'd be focused on? Um, telling them who not to book okay do you think i don't i think there's so many festivals that there's no they have to book everyone i don't think there's any <laughs> I, I think that i when i look at festival lineups now i feel like there's just it's just like all right well we got a lot of time to kill so we got to fill this thing up you know what here's what i want my job to be and i know golden voice is listening i love my gv team you guys are rock stars here's what you do you you guys book a band and you send them an offer and then i come in and say I can get them for this, mm-hmm. and then if I can get them for that, we split the difference. Great idea. So they're like, hey, we got Azalea Banks. We booked her for 80, 80K. I'll be like, I'll DM this hoe. I'll get her for 55. We split the difference. I keep it. You keep the other half. Hunky-dory. That's a great idea. Azalea's had a big week. Oh, my bae. I mean, what, what? She's the best. I, I mean, I. I want to get her. I want to get her on this podcast so damn bad, but she won't do it. If one of us were Jewish, I think she would do it. I know that's true. That's kind of her thing. If I, if if anyone can use AI technology to make me look like I have an uncircumcised dick, <laughs> and then I could send that photo to her. God, I hope my mom's not listening to this episode. I think that the. I think that Azalea is. Um, I think much like Joe Budden, she's kind of better off as a broadcaster versus an artist. You know, <laughs> well, like I want somebody more, to offer her much like Joe Budden, but less because I, I, I think I mean they both have one hit song, but I think Azalea has more cool songs in in the. I don't think anybody. I don't think anybody gives a single shit about her music. I think she's so funny and so compelling. She has to have some reason to be around. Yeah, but her one song is special and unique, and it is it is worthy. Are of, you saying two and two is better than Pump It Up? Because that's crazy. Of course, that's yeah. crazy, bro. Pump It Up is music for like middle schooler. It's like it's like uh, it's a rudimentary brain in uh, in terms bro, of. Bro, I know you like two one two, but don't act like it's some fucking. It ain't a masterpiece. It's like a good song. Oh, it's not a masterpiece. I don't even like the song. I've never played the song in my life. But I'm saying. <laughs> Her style of choosing which words to go in, where, and how they are said is something that is unique only to her. Whereas Joe Budden, are you saying it's just like music pump, for pump. people in juvenile hall to like, you know? I'm sorry that you're not tapped in with the streets, but I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, ju- juvenile hall is basically jail. Don't forget that. Uh, it, I, I'm aware of that. It's okay. juvenile hall is jail for people who are young. Okay, I just want to make sure. And you when do- you're younger, your brain is not as good as when you're older, and that's why I said juvenile hall. Okay, I think that is a. I think, but she has. I'm saying she has a unique gift. Yeah, but whereas that- Joe Budden is sort of interchangeable with any dumb dumb on in, on the planet. Only, only musically. Of course, I, his I'm ability saying to, to you speak. that if Azalea was given the opportunity to do something like Joe, I think she would be a real superstar. Like she should be Wendy Williams. 
Of course. Like that's what she should be doing. She's like so good. And she, so she's cool. lightning in a bottle, but the bottle can't hold her. Bottle keep breaking. Well, I think she also will sabotage any opportunity she's given. Yeah. And that's why we like her. Because she's 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 an uncontrollable she's a forest fire that's that true. you can't you can't hose it down. You just have to sit there and hope hope that it don't burn you. No, and when true. it burns other people's houses, it it's so fun to watch. No, that's a that's a good way to put it. I agree. But she's so good that it would be an honor to have her read me down. You know what I mean? Oh, read oh, read yeah, me like the Bible. To, I would love for her to shit all over me. Not. <laughs> yeah, I, I, if she if she read me and said like this this guy smells like cheese or whatever she's going to say like I'll get that tatted on me you know what I mean I just like that she said that about Maddie and like <laughs> I just can't even can you imagine who she's dated can you imagine her her body like who we're talking about I can't even imagine I only know writer rips but there's got to be other people yeah but I I feel like there's plenty of guys that are a little more off the you know under the radar oh of course that could smell like cheese there's many retail employees who have tapped that ass <laughs> one one too many times. But I, I do like I think it's I think it's great when she I just like when she gets involved in full on kind of like zeitgeist pop culture stories like it, this is not niche. This is Taylor Swift mm -hmm. so that it gets it's just insane to watch like really normal news outlets try to explain what Azalea Banks said about something in a way that feels like news when what she's saying is so insane uh -huh. that it's like 212 rapper Azalea Banks weighs in on Taylor Swift and Maddie Healy and then it's like he smell like cheese you can do better go fuck this it's just insane yeah it's just insane there's, to try no, to like, there's no way to explain man that's the beauty of it is most people look at it and, and are like I don't get this what's happening but then you know the mentally disturbed people and the gays are are reading it and like this is so Especiale. It is especially It's so unique. We have to protect her. I mean, I think I want to sponsor banks. I think <laughs> Azalea Banks, not banks. Az Az Azalea Banks, what's your cash app? Jason wants to bang you off a couple hundred. Just banks is nice. doing just fine from her BetterHelp posts. I forgot she's a BetterHelp family member. That's right. That was a couple years ago. I bet she spent that money. <laughs> she got the new. She got the new new BMW. She got the M series. I spent the BetterHelp money at Maru. Blew it. <laughs> blew it all on matcha. Um. Yeah, so I I was in Italy a few days before we went to Rome, ate me some pasta. I met a grandma at a restaurant who <laughs> she was like, yeah, I uh, I came here uh, with my husband, but he's chilling right now. He's not feeling so good. So I'm just eating at this restaurant alone. I found out about it from Katie Parla, previous How Long Gone guest. And I was like, oh, I know that chick. And I sent Katie a selfie of me and the grandma. And she she meant she's 68 years old she's like 411 something like that and she's like yeah i can i can deadlift 250 pounds i'm here like you know my husband's doing a 500 mile walk through europe and then we're doing a 900 mile bike ride in asia next year she, she was a true inspiration but retirement sounded good when i hear people like this yeah and i was like so what do you guys do and she's like well my husband's in finance so i'm kind of retired like we <laughs> we have a new girl who's gonna run the books and i'm kind of like switching over right now but she i told her like listen to the podcast and she she subscribed on the <laughs> restaurant so hopefully she's listening there's to nothing this better right than now. when someone asks you asks about how long gone and you tell them and they literally pull it up and subscribe 
on site and yeah. you're like all right well she's a she i mean her and i were homies she's like yeah i'm a foodie you know i listen to a lot of podcasts so i was like I, she's like i listen to david chang's podcast i'm like, oh, like, no well, like you no can do a little better check no out how perfect. long ago no it was perfect me mom but she she said she lives in eugene oregon and and hmm. so like working in finance paid as a motherfucker living in eugene all you got to do is like mountain bike Seems like a nice little way to wind the gears down, right? It does. It does. Well, yeah. No pun intended. Smoking I think, on that loud. No, t- no sales tax. <laughs> I don't think. The, yeah, Antifa. I don't think there's. I don't think there's much going Antifa. on. And in Eugene, except the outdoors, so that it tracks that she's a walker and a biker. Yeah, fly. Fish. It's also where. I mean, it's where track and field was was born. You know, it's I like, didn't know that. Well, it's. Like, I mean, Eugene is like where the like the serious runner like come comes from because of Nike. Okay, that that does make sense. Um. I was uh, we we went to Hotel Il Pelicano, mm-hmm. uh, which is like a, a beautiful, expensive ass resort hotel on a little island, kind of uh, in Italy. I didn't realize that it just means the Pelican Hotel. It just sounds mm-hmm. it sounds so cool. When Much like, cooler. When you, How did you I, f- I just didn't even put it together. It's like Hotel Il Pelicano, and I'm like, oh, this is a fancy schmancy. And you get there, and there's like Pelican. Dope Pelican. Like, like oh if i was in fucking denver colorado and welcome to the pelican hotel i'd be like what else not hitting the same uh how did you fit in over there was it your peeps it was absolutely not my peeps the only peeps i related to were like the staff because they because we were the only people there who were like tatted up oh so you're saying you and the italian staff members were yatted and everybody else was kind of keeping it clean yeah but they had to they had to hide it you know Oh, really well for the mo- I mean, if somebody had like a little kind of thingy here and there, it's not a big deal. But you know, if if you had like a bunch of tattoos on your legs, then you'd ha- like the yeah. the women would wear like pantyhose to kind of. If cover you got them. the Italian leg sleeve, your skin tight yeah. j- knee length jorts yeah. have to go down <laughs> to the ankle. Actually, if you're sleeved up, you have to wear a long, you know, a little Under Armour with your polo. That's why I wear shooter like sleeves under all my clothes because I kind of don't want to reveal the yats. But that's the weird part about Italy is, or like the other weird part, like so many people now have tattoos that, you know, you would hear about when people get like a hand tattoo or a neck tattoo and they would, they would call that like the job ruiner, job stopper, the job stopper. And that was a real thing that happened back in the day. And now, uh, you know, because the workforce is crumbling, the destruction of the middle class, nobody. (laughs) So like you have to, you have no other choice but to hire people who have neck tats for well, your, no one for your job no, at the hotel where it's 1500 a night. No one wants a job, and the yeah. only people that need them are people that need to afford tattoos because they've gotten so expensive. I'm just saying I think it's funny because back in, back in our day, that decision to get a tattoo on your neck or on your hands was one of the most insane decisions you would ever make in your life. Oh. It was only reserved for your the person in your friend group who was like, I plan to either die in the next five years or spend the rest of my life in jail or I'm going to sell drugs or whatever it is well, or I live a life of crime live. Yeah. And also just, I mean, unless I remember, I'm a tattoo artist. Yeah. That's the only or, people or a barber, I guess. But I would always hear about tattoo artists. Like back in the day, they would say no to stuff like that all the time. Like they're like, I don't do that. I don't do hands, necks or faces. Like I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm good. And now I feel like the demand for face, neck and hand is higher than any other part of the body. I see people getting, I see so many people who have, hand tats before they have mm-hmm. arm tats mm-hmm. or a face tat before they get a neck tat or a chest tat 
It's really, it's it really is insane. I mean, I still think there's parts of society that will will keep you out if you have a face tat. Yeah, of course. But it ain't course. the mall or the health food store. But it was it was just so f- it's so funny to oh I was at the hotel and you would you would see these people and and everyone is so well behaved and well mannered and like hello Mr. Stewart welcome to coming here and blah 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 and you you know they're like would you like another glass of champagne would you like another blah 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 and it's just the most the the best service of all time and then the motherfucker turns around he's got an upside down cross on tattooed on the side of his neck and I'm like. Italy is a fuck. Italy is one of the most fascinating places in the world because of the absolute, like the amount of natural beauty, yeah, mixed with the worst taste it, uh, that people could possibly have. They shouldn't have never let Italians get a tattoo gun. That I, honestly, Italians should have to wear uniforms and not and not be allowed to get yaps. <laughs> Italian people have they have two kinds of tattoos. You either get the the very very expensive well done detailed sleeve forearm sleeve yes, yeah. of of a grandfather clock that's kind of moving around with the the gears twisting all around <laughs> kind of like a, a <laughs> it's Alice like, in Wonderland style it's a, yeah it's a, it's a black and gray Alice in Wonderland <laughs> meets so Harry but Harry Potter but it's just the forearm it's only the forum. It's always black and gray, and it's always just a very you know the gears are all twisting well, and turning. Easy, and it's the, easy to show off. The hands of time are uh, are moving. The skin tight D squared polo. You know it stops yeah. right at the bicep, so you can fully see the forearm. So you either have that tattoo, or the other tattoo is just like your friend drew like a lion on your hand. Yeah. At like you know like drunk in his living room, and now you have that. I. I I saw the, 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 the I saw one good Italian tattoo. We were at this restaurant uh, eating lunch, and it was like you know a nice Italian restaurant eating pasta. There's kind of rich people everywhere, bottles of wine, and these four construction worker guys come in, all smoking cigs. They're wearing you know shorts, and their their clothes are covered in dirt because they've been like working and stuff. And they they basically got like the the center table. They knew all the employees, and they sat down. They're smoking. They're watching TikToks on their phone at full volume, <laughs> all four of them. And ev- all the other people are looking at each other like, is this really happening? Like, what the fuck's going on? And they all have the nastiest like, gang tattoos, like face tattoos, neck tattoos. They're, they're, they're a rough bunch. You know what I mean? Like, they're the kind of people who are going to disrupt any situation. Sure. A, a fancy restaurant or a McDonald's. It's going to be like, ugh. And I look at the one, this one guy the back of his arm has a perfectly very well done tattoo of uh, Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunks. I think, I don't know, the green, the one who wears green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's Theodore. Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Just like if you Google Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> the first thing that pops up is just a picture of him like standing there smiling with the thumbs up or whatever, like the most classic. And that was the only tattoo that he had on his arm was just like a, a seven seven inch Perfectly well done, Theodore from Alvin and the Chipmunk. How long gone is brought to you by our dear friends at BetterHelp, Jason. BetterHelp, you know, the summer travel season is coming up. Luckily, my BetterHelp therapist also fancies themselves a bit of a travel agent. So, for maybe the first half of our sweet sessions, we we're spent off, obviously, off clock, going through, you know, hotels, ferries. <laughs> car rentals, restaurant recommendations. It's as if I have two wives 
I have two wives inside of me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, so uh, it, it is a fun way to find and connect different therapists. You get one that you really like. You guys are gossiping. You guys are chit chatting. You guys are talking about your personal interests. Next thing you know, it's time to actually do the work. So it feels good building those uh, mental health relationships with people you actually like. And on BetterHelp, there are so many different therapists to choose from. I don't like anyone. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash how long today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash how long. Nice. Career World is a new cookbook written by Dookie Hong and friend of the show, Matt Rodbard, the New York Times best-selling authors of the book Koreatown. Korea World is a vibrant exploration of the evolution of Korean cuisine, both in Korea and in Korea towns across the United States, with more than 75 bold, flavor-packed recipes and stunning photography. The authors take an inside look at the exciting evolution of Korean food through stories of chefs, home cooks, as well as recipes that are shaping modern Korean cuisine. The book begins in Seoul, where the barbecue scene is pushing into new territory and where the city's third wave coffee culture is exploding. The tour continues with late-night food adventures in Los Angeles, my hometown, and stops into the kitchens of innovative chefs from New York City to Portland, who are putting modern spins on korean classics recipes include giant short ribs whole fried smash rockfish and pineapple kimchi fried rice i'm sad i didn't get to name the foods and you did <laughs> korea world is essential reading for anyone curious about the future of food available wherever books are sold do you think his granddad's name is like theodore or something there must be some deeper symbolism that i love alvin and the hopefully Chipmunks. it's his like gang nickname but it was so good that i I was I was sizing them all up and I was like, how do I say, how do I get a photo of this? How do I approach the bench and say, hey, it's not worth. Sorry it. to disrupt, and I, I show up with, I, you know, I'm tatted up too, bros. You know, I have all my shit. I love your Theodore tattoo. Is it? Can I get a quick, uh, three second boomerang for my reels? <laughs> I, I do a lot of reels. I'm and trying to you describing reels first to the construction workers. <laughs> so reels, uh. <laughs> Is is the best part? He would like uh, TikTok on Instagram. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 the video. Short uh, form video. So and, and it, it was one of the. It, it made me feel like I was doing a TikTok where I was like, "Hey man, that's a really nice tattoo. Can I ask what you do for a living?" Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I love your tattoo. How much money do you make? <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the vibe. But yeah, Hotel Il Pelicano. Holy shit, dream come true hotel. I love. I love you. Just kind of easing in i feel like right now in your life in the the tj journey into luxury we're probably still just waist deep maybe even hog deep no, um, no yeah not even i'm knee deep and i'm just i love you exploring and discovering how you should be living as a, as a mid-tier podcaster yeah and it's a heartwarming honestly i found i found the richest guy there because of his wife his wife um like an older woman Tons of gold jewelry, gold Rolex on, you know, she, she smelled like the, what's the scent that smells like paper? You know what I'm talking about? No. It's like a very strong, pungent smell. It smells like paper. And and I was like, fuck, what is that smell? And Carolyn was like, oh, it's like a sort of infamous fragrance yeah. that smells, it's supposed to smell like paper. Anyways, just like signaling rich ass house. She was talking to some British people and they were, um, you know, 
they were loving her and like, oh, we've got to we've got to come to America and hang out with you in Washington D.C. <laughs> I love Washington. It seems that there's lots of monuments there. These these posh motherfuckers and and they're talking about Washington D.C. and her husband is a politician named John. They're all named John. Old, so. old guy, you know, just a total, he looks like a Kennedy, but yeah. he's, he's like old, tall, skinny, you know, he's probably 80 years old. And, uh, and I remember she was telling the British people, she's like, yeah, you know, I, we normally don't eat breakfast. I normally just have a pineapple smoothie every morning for breakfast, but Pineapples. I went down to the buffet down there and I, they have the, uh, the burritos with the tomato. I just couldn't resist. <laughs> And then one of the British guys goes, do you mean burrata? And she's like, yeah, 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 the cheese. It's so good. I've never heard anyone make that mistake before. And this, I mean, this is, and this is a woman, of a worldly woman. She's she, been exposed to burrata before. Yeah, she, her, they have houses in multiple countries. Like, sure. You know, they're, she's a, she's a worldly woman, but she's talk. she keeps talking about her husband who's like this politician or whatever. And then I, f I see the husband finally at brunch and Carolyn and I are talking to each other and you know, like, Oh, we're booking our flight to go to New York next month. And she's like, well, do you want to book it or do you want me to book it? And I was like, you book it. And then they, the, they started laughing at us. And then she's like, I'm so sorry for eavesdropping, but we do the same thing. We always just, I just do everything and he just sign up, he just kind of doesn't do, you know, like we, you guys are just like us, you yeah. know, like the young couple, blah, blah, blah. And then um, I see him go out in the morning. He's the first one down in, in the water. He takes all his clothes off and jumps, jumps straight into the ocean, freezing cold. And I'm like, all right, now's my chance. And I, I follow him out there. He thinks you're coming in for a hand job, but you just want to talk. <laughs> hey, hey, I just want to talk. I just want to talk. He goes out there, and I go out there, and we're both floating, and we just kind of start talking. You know, both I'm, floating. I'm, <laughs> I go into gold digger mode. I find the biggest <laughs> whale in the sea, and I go after him. Just you and me out here. In you the, got the harpoon in the in the ocean uh, over here in the in the sea, and uh, you know we just start. You know, if it was a couple degrees colder, I probably couldn't handle it. You know, we were up in. Uh, Chinka Terra, so about, you know, 75 mile clicks up the coast up there. And, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's so crazy. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Anyways, I'm, I'm Jason. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but we broke down. So, you know, if I ever need a place to stay in DC, they have know, a wing if, for you. If, if I need a lobbyist to lobby something mm -hmm. for me, we're bros. I'm, I'm glad that you're making friends with the, the, the beauty of watching you kind of ascent into a higher caliber lifestyle mm -hmm. is that. All your bullshit small talking that used to be with like employees at Vons <laughs> has now moved up to guys that are paying three thousand a night for the suite at Il Pelicano, and you're in the ocean with them. Hog out. That's this is yeah. This is a this is because before your small talk, it's not gonna go, get you anywhere. You know they're mm -hmm. not gonna look the they might look the other way when you shoplift some tomatoes, but other than <laughs> that, it's not gonna really get you anywhere. But this could actually get you somewhere so i support it now well i think the difference is a lot of the people who are living that playboy lifestyle staying at these hotels that are super expensive for the most part are people who sort of have generational wealth they sure. sort of live this cushy comfortable lifestyle and they've been traveling with their families to these resorts their entire life and it seems sort of natural and it just happens and then when they see people who like me who appear to maybe have had to grind for this view 
That's to, what they said. To Honey, I met this sweet young man who had to grind for this view today. I met a lovely couple who came up out of the mud, <laughs> and, they, and now they're on... Now they seem I, to be. I met these lovely people. They're from a place called Glendale, and they have gotten it out of the mud, sweetheart. It's crazy. But that's the only time where you can sort of get respect or even adoration when the playing lev- level has been leveled, and it's like we're both here. You know, trust me, at the top it isn't lonely. We're both at the top, but you know, a, a, a stork, you know, a drone came and placed you here yeah. on a on a lovely mattress. And and you've been there, and I climbed up. Yeah, you really. I trekked. I bouldered up to get here, and then suddenly, who's the who's the bitch now? You know what I mean? You're still the bitch. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> You're still the bitch. But I'm over. You know, I'm 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 blowing cigs. I'm the only one who's smoking, and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm over yeah. here, dick out, smoking cigs. I'm reading Emma Klein like a fucking <laughs> boss. Yeah, sure. This guy went. This guy went to Harvard, and um, you DJ with Steve Aoki, and you guys are at the same hotel. So I guess who's to say know, who's, right? who's, who's who's worked harder? I met a, a five year old girl who's more well traveled and more higher. IQ level than me. It's weird to see how how the other half really lives, like the other other half, where it like that's the one time where I had a little bit like I guess um, grinders remorse, where it's like <laughs> I'm so proud of myself from going from the bottom to where I am now. Like great job, that's so awesome. But then when you are placed in the same echelon of people, where they you know people you know you started on third base or something as they say but when you see like a five-year-old who's on five thousandth base yes you're like wow like you're so far advanced on the in the race like what what is your the all you can do is fuck it up which is usually what happens well, like look, you either get this five a drug year old, problem or whatever, this, you know? Yeah, this five-year-old's going to go to... The boarding school is going to continue. She's going to get popped for a little Coke. She's yeah. going to do rehab from 16 to 16 and a half. Get out. Her life will continue. Unfortunately, her husband will be a six, but he yeah. does have a great job at Merrill Lynch. And they'll just kind of they'll just kind of do the thing, man. I know. They fuck up so early, though, that it's kind of... It, I think it's the best case scenario. Yeah, I mean, what choice do you have? It make, it just makes me feel I, I I feel a little sympathy for them because you see them when they're in that young stage. Yeah, I've I've talked to my therapist about this a lot, but like the the transition of when you're like when you become an adult is when you like see how the world really works, and mm-hmm. you you sort of see the dark side of the world, and you see there are bad things in the world. But when you're like a five year old person, and your life has just been a storybook dream and then at some point when when the the harsh reality of the world comes it hits you so hard that i mean you just look at any celebrity's 13 year old daughter or son don't talk about landon like this he's a great drummer i mean you just like here's blob you know no, here's no, this know. a-list celebrity with their 16 year old 13 year old son or whatever celebrity makes it worse too and they, being just rich and you can just look in their eyes that that their life was so good and then they saw like oh i get fat at some point yeah. or oh drugs will kill me or oh i'm i'm autistic whatever ailments that you ha- that you can get they smack you so hard for sure and i've I'm, but i came out and i got smacked day one <laughs> real street life <laughs> so i'm like anything anything any, any it's all movement up for yeah it's all up from here it's all up from here so i guess it but that's the other problem is you don't realize that until you're at the end of your life you finally figure out 
exactly how to live your life the day before you fucking die. That's why I wake up every day. I look in the mirror and I say, "Ready to die, baby," because it's it's. I got all the lessons in this bitch. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah, you have, but you have 40 years of lessons in this bitch. Just you're going to be twice as smart when you're 80. I'm not going to be twice as smart. I'm going to be twice as uh, world weary and experienced, which world is weary. a certain kind of smart, I guess. Like a, 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 a screet smart, as you might say. You'll yeah. That's the other problem. Once you finally learn the code of the streets, you're too weak to pull the strap. It's true. Another My parents didn't teach me the code of the streets, and it's kind of a problem in our relationship. And I've brought that up with them, and they don't really know how to cope. It's better if you had to learn. My mommy didn't teach me the code of the streets either. <laughs> I had to teach her. And she uh, said, Jason, I don't want to do I'm that. I'm going to go upstairs and talk to your mom about this right now. I'm going to say, excuse me, ma'am. You didn't teach your sons the code of the streets? <laughs> Not not a one. She I had looks to learn, up from her iPad. What the fuck is the code of the streets? These these scars? Is that a video game? <laughs> God. I think I rented that at Blockbuster for you. Um, shout out to a friend of the show, Padma. Pulling the plug. Oh. My top. She's got a lot of time to podcast now. So She's your top chef. Am I right? You know, I mean, it's so weird that 20 years. Like, I remember episode one of Top Chef. I was like. This is the best show I've ever seen. Yo, hold on, bro. Hold on. Bro, 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 bro. You're saying saying she can cook too? I mean, a a beautiful, elegant woman. I didn't know Top Chef. I I remember, I mean, Top Chef was a big moment in culture, obviously. And it was, I I used to watch it too, just because it was like the big, it was kind of the biggest show on TV for a little while in some ways. Um, Shout out to my friend, Tom Colicchio. Love you, bro. Um, Bald Kings Unite. (laughs) Tom, I love you, bro. I hit craft every week, you know? Um, but Padma, it, it's funny when people that are that feel that famous like do the thing that they kind of got famous for for as long as she did. You, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like yeah. This most people out. don't. It's like it's like being on Grey's Anatomy. It's like all right, twelfth season, I got to bow out. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So making it twenty years is is crazy. And then she'll probably bop back in Samantha Jones style. I bet she's not. But I bet she's not. I mean, I bet she got a giant check. Of course. What up, Decatur Dan? <laughs> you need to take your ass on out of here. Are you doing BTS of us? Damn, this is really how the sausage is made. So yeah, this is um this and this was Carolyn's idea. I was like, okay, so we're taking a week off. We're gonna record the Andy episode, which my mom said she listened to. She's like, I don't, I usually don't listen to the pod, but I listen to the Andy Cohen. I one. thought your mom did listen. She'll never tell me the full truth. That's the thing. If You'll I, never get the full. If I story. ask her, like, "Hey, do you listen to the podcast?" She'll say, "Well, you told me not to listen," but I, I fucking know she listens. God damn it! And my brother was like, "Just let her listen." I'm like, "I'm not. I haven't. Like, what blo- can I do? I how haven't can blocked I? it on her Spotify. I, you go into all your mom's devices and block how long ago? <laughs> <laughs> like, she can. She has a computer and a phone and an iPad. She can easily pull it up. Um. But that, yeah, I mean, that's more of me just saying like, hey, this is going to happen whether you like it or not. But we were like, okay, we're going to leave tomorrow. The honeymoon starts tomorrow. And then let's record a pod after because I'm going to take a week off again. Yeah. And then Carolyn was like, no, morning of morning, wedding day. We're, morning we're, of. we're only a couple hours from the nuptials. Yeah, I still haven't even showered. You don't shower that much, so it's not that big of a deal. I shower daily, bitch. But do you? How are you feeling mentally? I'm. Fe- I was really stressed out because of the music, because it ended up taking so much longer than I thought it was. You seemed take. a little out of sorts. I have to be honest. I was going to intervene, 
but I didn't want to cause you more problems. No, I was very out of sorts. I was like, I was stressed out because I was like, okay, I have to make a four hour mix. How long could it really take? And it ended up taking weeks. <laughs> <laughs> How because long it really take? Because well, I found is, out it actually takes about two weeks um, total. But the you know I, I've always had a problem with time management. I've always had a procrastination problem. Yeah, and it's it's like the way it's like the way that it only works for me is to just work my way up to the point where like all right you have one hour to do this you, you have, have to finish it has to happen yeah and for me that's the only way that it gets done and sometimes that's actually a really good thing because like a unique thing happens uh organically but most of the time it's like oh well most of the time you, it's bad. you fucked up and if if i did it the right way it would have been so much better but i've sort you know like i said before i'm i'm halfway through my life and now if i'm still like this it's pretty much baked yeah, in. Yeah, this is baked in. This is who you are. I was I I'm just a, I'm a I tropical just, dial. I just felt like I I'm just I'm only getting browner. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah. That, after scrub doing, all you want, bitch. After doing twenty three of me, you're only getting browner. <laughs> I, I thought that um I, I thought that yeah, I was a little I was a little worried about you, but then I realized that uh this is a you know even though this is an intimate group, it's still, you know, a whole thing. Yeah. Well the the, the problem is you know, it would be like it would it would be the same thing as if I was like cooking the food for my wedding. Yeah. Because it's it whether it is or not, I've put it in my head that this is the most important DJ mix of my entire life. I've made a hundred DJ mixes in my life. Shout out uh soundcloud.com slash them jeans. <laughs> I've made hundreds of DJ mixes. I've DJed a thousand times. These are all songs that I've played a zillion yeah. billion times, but for some reason now, because it's my wedding and it's only for me, I'm the only person who's going to be critical of it. No, no, I will be. <laughs> Don't worry. If I hear Calvin Harris come in in the wrong place, we're going to have a problem. And it's and when you when you're DJing live, it's like, all right, I'm playing this song, and then you're looking in your playlist, and you're like, okay, this song will probably sound good after it. Yeah. You know, the crowd is this level. You're of reacting energy. just to energy too. It's like a different. Yeah. So now, the problem is. I have enough. I have all the time in the world to find what that perfect song is. When you I'm need DJing, the pressure. I have 90 seconds to yeah. pick the next song, and now I have infinity minutes to pick the next. So perfect you have song. infinity minutes, and you still went with Tame Impala. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, that's something we could talk about later. So, it's one of those things where it's like you just have to do it and do it, and it just takes as long as it's going to take. And and we finally made it. I exported it. <laughs> And it, it, it is here and it exists and only 35 people are going to hear it. They're going to be that blacked being said, out when it happens. That being said, if you do want this mix, you can Venmo uh, Chris Black just a hundred bucks. And I'll no, 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 no. Add oh, a, no? No, no, no. Add a zero to that. Okay. $1,000. Venmo me $1,000 and I'll take my 20%. Jason will get the rest and you'll get access to this mix. You can play it as many times as you want. It's not watermarked. Um, if we do find out you're using it uh, for public consumption, we will come after you legally, mm -hmm. but you can listen to it in your AirPods, your Beats by Dre Studio pods, your Apple uh, AirPod Pros, um, even your laptop speakers. And this could be a new service that I'm offering because, you know, you can't afford to have them jeans DJ your wedding, most no. likely. No. I mean, if we're factoring plus plus, you know what I mean? But <laughs> so if you don't have... Sure, if you don't have the cash. If you don't have 40 large lying around for Big TT to come through and, yeah. and wet the crowd... You know, give me eight eighty five hundo, 
he can do a four-hour mix, no and, problem. And w- the songs you want to play, and I will make them sing in a way that yeah. your your wedding DJ that you that you can afford will never be able it's to do. It's just not possible. It's just not possible. And plus, you get to tell your grandkids that this MP3 was handcrafted. <laughs> this digital file was architected by them jeans. I mean... Is there a price? I don't. I mean, that's the thing. 85 seems low. 40 seems a little high. So I, there is a price, but it's somewhere in between for me. But we can negotiate you later. You can try to fund it, but it's non-fungible. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I think you bit off more than you could chew at the playlist, but the relief well, that I'm absolutely. seeing in your face from the completion. Pause. And the, the Ativan. Oh, okay. That, that has something to do with it. But I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm ready to kind of uh, get this thing moving. I've had enough, um, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was saying, like, it's a feeling where it's so much stress and so much building energy to, for the wedding and so much preparation and all this stuff. And you don't want to say, I can't wait for it to be over, but you really can't wait for it to be over no. because it's just like, it's the, your, the roller coaster has been going clicking up to the top a classic wood coaster all the way a classic wood roller colossus at at six flags (laughs) unfortunately it did burn down Uh, but (laughs) at the metaphor for life (laughs) you're basically so that and it keeps clicking up and up and at a certain point you're looking down and you're like i can't see my car anymore people look like ants this is i we got us we got to go down and we're finally at that point where it's time to go down and then the best, like, I don't want to feel the rush of the roller coaster. I want to feel my feet back on the asphalt. Mm-hmm. And, and then, by asphalt, you mean like a rock beach in some shit town in Italy after <laughs> this thing's all over. No, bitch. I'm at Lake Como. Suck my dick. Okay. Congratulations. I can't tell. Carolyn makes you go to the far reaches of this little boot-shaped country, so I never know with you. I never know. I know. I know. You no, know, we're going to Modena. We're going to be able to eat some pasta from Massimo Bottura. Oh, wow. We're, hopefully, we're going to take a tour of the Parmigiano Reggiano warehouse. I'm going to touch the cheese. <laughs> Hold on. You're uh, saying to me that you, you what, what you want to do on your honeymoon is look at a warehouse full of cheese. What else is there to do? Good point. I mean, in, unless you're in a coastal city, it's pretty much just like eat pasta, look at pasta. Oh, look at pasta. <laughs> I can eat it or I can just look at it. Whatever we got time for. Eat kinda. pasta, look at pasta. I watch tennis on television. That's the, that's the best part yeah, of Yeah, they got Italy. French Open on every channel on this motherfucker. There's there's dedicated tennis television channels on in every region of Italy, Sicily, you name it. So that is a great part about it. Um, but I, I have not watched Succession finale yet. Oh my god! And so yeah, th- think think about the sacrifices that I've made. I can't I, believe this. So okay, unfortunately, because I look at Twitter, I I sort of can piece the you've, entire you've thing together. The, the results, and I've been trying to mm. not look when, when mm. I see some something pop up. I try to look away. I but I know that I know that somebody is CEO. I know that cousin Greg, my doppelganger, makes a salary of $200,000 a year, and I don't know what that means. It seems low, but I don't know what he does. He's basically like an intern underling. Okay, 200 is good then. Mm-hmm. Well, the real question that I'm looking to get to the bottom of before we head off to the pool, yep. how much crying are we doing tonight? Me or we? <laughs> you. I'm a lot of crying. A lot of crying. 
I just oh, I just realized I still have to write my vows and my speech. Discovering that you're a crier is something I didn't expect, and I like it for you. Oh yeah, I get wet. I can't. I squirt. I don't know. I don't know what would make me cry at this stage. The right song at the right moment makes people cry. Yeah, that's that's probably true. Music is the only thing that moves me, so that's possible. Unfortunately, the music. I don't know if any of this music is going to move you to tears, but at a wedding, when you're giving the speeches, you're going to give a speech. Yeah, but I'm not really going kind of the emotional route. That's not my beat. Right. And everyone, but everyone has, you know, some people are, are, this is for, I'm trying to be funny. I'm trying to be cryy. You know, you want to. Or if it's a woman, it's, I want to tell stories that no one gets that last about 12, 13 minutes. (laughs) We all know women should not give speeches. At a wedding. You know, the thing is, I've done a lot of research on women giving speeches. Women agree women shouldn't give speeches. I I had a good bit about it, too, and I totally I mean, I've seen some speeches that are literally like every story starts and then stops because they're like, oh, I can't. I can't tell (laughs) in front of 500 people. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, I'm joking about that. I've seen women give great speeches. That was a full joke, but... I haven't. I I was about to say, I I can't say that. No, but I'm... It'll be a Miranda meandering of just like remember we'll always remember and cabo and stephanie knows what happened yeah there's always and, it's always stephanie knows what happened and remember that one time and you and i had to help remember when i had to help <laughs> you with that thing actually this is maybe remember when I was he going was back the, and forth on the tone we were in the car and then that <laughs> you remember that i was going i was worrying about the tone of my speech i think i should just go into character and do a speech like that <laughs> what if i just did 10 minutes of never tell, saying anything when we went it was so you guys it was so crazy when that happened it i mean like and and don't forget like i mean we lived together for like years you remember how small we were we were was? like all there we were we were all there and, and it was uh, like so crazy honestly honestly you're like a sister. <laughs> <laughs> and when your little brother died, I was like, I was like, you, you're going to be okay. You remember that? And then at that point, then the aunt grabs her arm, her like, loosely kind of grabs the elbow and it's like, okay, we're going to kind of. <laughs> I, I'm going to, don't worry as a non-drinker tonight, I'll be ready to escort anyone off the stage that kind of needs to get bounced. And if I go too far, um, no one can stop me. So if you want to mm-hmm. give me that look, I won't respond to that. Oh, I brought an Italian flag mag light and I'll give you the <laughs> like we're at the store. You give you give the Italian DJ the hook to kind of drag me off by my hips. Yeah, he'll play the he'll play the Showtime at the Apollo <laughs> walk him off song. Uh, <clears throat> all right. All well, right. That's it. I have to go How long gone live from, from Tuscany. Congratulations, Jason and Carolyn. We love you guys. I'm very happy to be here. Um and that's uh it, that's it. I'm glad you got all your work done. And it wasn't even work that I forced you to do, which is nice. Um and yeah. uh in a little bit of housekeeping business. How long gone London uh first night, August fourth, sold out August fifth, on sale now. Um get those tickets. Australia tickets are still on sale. And um I guess that's really it for now. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to be doing something very special in New York, but it's invite only, so I don't really want to talk about it. Just quite yet. Just quite yet. Um, but uh, we'll go celebrate um, love in all its many ways. I don't like mm. to celebrate heterosexual love very often, <laughs> but because Jason is we my... Know. 
during Pride Month, I really try to gay bait only, but unfortunately, Jason has kind of stuck this right in the first weekend. Damn, well, I just realized I need to work work Pride into my speech tonight. <laughs> All right. Um, how long gone? We love you guys. Thank you so much for letting me take a time off from our, our breakneck podcasting Say schedule. Say thank you to me, not to them. And thank you to Chris for allowing me to... <laughs> Allowing me to podcast at my wedding day. This was your idea. I mean, I would have podcasted the whole time, but you... I know, I know. Um, But yeah, that's all. And we'll be back next week with uh, back to our regularly scheduled program. Regularly scheduled program. We have a beautiful authoress coming back. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Bye-bye. Later. Thank you, everybody. Good night.